great. I, I, you know, I'm up here. I'm in the north. I'm on, in Washington State, and we border Canada. I just love it. Love, love, love Canada. Although you're in another part of Canada. I'm in the British Columbia general area, downstate Washington. Oh, I would love to go, like, British Columbia. Yeah, it's gorgeous out this way. The Pacific is is un, unreal, I think. The islands popping out of the water. It's beautiful. However, you were born in Germany. I was. And Will you give us a little up, a little background about you in Germany, your life as it early memories as a child yeah, and yeah. things that stuck up? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <That's gluten. laughs> nine, nine, nine. Sehr gut. <laughs> um, like early childhood? Oh, gee, how much time do we have? Like, <laughs> well, just, you, you know, the things that stick out. Yeah, we go as long as it goes. So... But the things that, like, the earliest you can remember, things that actually stick out, stuff that, you know, I'm looking for, like, um, symbols that you're unconscious and how these symbols play out in your dreams. So, like, were you by the forest? Were you by water? Were you in a city? What TV shows did you like? I was, I was, I was by this, well, we were living in a city, a little suburb. But I was always out in the bushes, right? Always running around. I mean, back then, as a kid, it was easier anyways. So I always searched nature. Were you like, hiding in the bushes of love? Hiding in the bushes <laughs> of love. <laughs> so that could be a Kate Bush song. It's, it's a bad lip reading song. Running up the hill, you know? Yes, yes. And falling down, mostly. Yeah, me too. This is how we learn, right? So no, actually, as a kid, I was even into berries and herbs. Like, I mean, sounds maybe funny, but I was always picking berries and making other kids eat it because I thought they were healthy for them. And I'm glad they didn't die ever because... <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, really, the berries you could have accidentally given them. <laughs> accidentally. <yeah. laughs> But uh, luckily, we all survived from my yes. very <laughs> So, no, I was literally really always out. There was nothing that could keep me inside, like rain, winter, storm. And um, I grew up with my grandparents. So, and even my grandpa took me out every Sunday. That was like mandatory. Every Sunday after dinner or lunch. Well, in Germany, we eat supper at lunchtime, right? It's the opposite. So, um, yeah, he always took me out for a walk in the park. And, yeah, that's, that's something that's very stuck in my head. Always, like, a long, long walk, the walk forest, through a park, to a playground. He showed me a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was out a lot in the nature as a kid. Um, and mostly... By myself as well. I didn't have too many friends because I was always weird somehow for others. I don't know. Must have been my aura or whatever. I have no idea. We wouldn't have you on if you weren't weird. Yeah, there seem, yeah. this seems to be something that, that has, um, pulls. It's like a thread that pulls us all together. <laughs> yeah, the weird, yeah, the weird thread. <laughs> <laughs> we are not of the it's, cookie cutter. It's like the thread in a Band-Aid when you open it up. <laughs> I do. Boom. So did you, what, um, 
what kind of shows and stuff? I'm not too familiar with German TV, but did you have like, um, did you like cartoons? Did you like, um, you know, what kind of- oh yeah, so like-, like sci-fi horror. Oh yeah, oh horror, yeah, ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah, when I was like six ish, seven, we had every Saturday there was. Um, it was not called Fright Night, but some other night where they either had sci-fi movies or horror movies. I mean, not horror, horror like these days, right? The good old Dracula with... Yes. All that good stuff. Any Krampus movies? What? Any Krampus movies? No, not back then. But Frankenstein, Dracula with Christopher Lee, uh, Nosferatus, and... War of the Worlds, but but all the original back then, right? The good yes. One. Yeah, the good stuff. Where you actually had to use your imagination to fill in the horror. They were so good at storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. And it was amazing what they did with them, with the movies back then, black, white, and, you know, not really, not really the effects they have today, those digital effects. Yeah, it was because our minds did it. They gave, they suggested it, and then our minds filled it in, which is very what we talk about here, actually. I mean, it's like the power of the mind's amazing. And it seems like in modern-day Hollywood, they yeah. give us everything. They show there's nothing left to the imagination. And, of course, they give us, you know, horrific images to live with as well. Yeah, and, and that's probably why you don't forget those. Manner. Yes. Or or cartoons. I mean, what did I watch? I I don't even know if they played here in in America, like Kimba the White Lion, or uh, there was a show called Captain Future that was first the first Captain Future. Yeah, Captain Future. <laughs> it was like the first animated Japanese movie. Yeah. So and I always wanted to marry him, but he never did. So. Oh, <laughs> through him. And Were you, did you have a um, a a, a well honed imagination when you were young? Oh yes, too much for everybody around. I think. Like I remember, I was always into dragons, like I am today. I always painted dragons, and I wrote. And what I did when I was able to write was seven or eight. I wrote a letter to myself for the future, and. I kept that letter for five years and then I opened it up again. So that's the kind of ideas I had. I just told myself what I did five years ago. I love that. Do you still have it? No, unfortunately not. Oh, that's a, I love that. It's a young Anya doing that though. You know that drag, um, dragons are reptiles, right? Reptilian. Well, then I guess I'm into reptilians. <laughs> Girl, (laughs) (laughs) it's a secret's out. (laughs) Everyone, Anya likes a little bit of reptilian on the side. (laughs) I mean, the one likes whips, the other leather, you know. (laughs) Come on, leave Trish out of this. Oh my goodness, you guys. (laughs) So, Anya, in your household, were you brought up with any kind of religious stuff? Um, it wasn't too pushy, but where, where I lived, everything was Roman Catholic, and of course, and um, we had to go to church every freaking week, and every week I got kicked out regularly for laughing. And Oh, <laughs> I love that rebel, rebel. 
and I had to go to the Holy Communion. But I think back then, my grandma just wanted to get rid of me for the Sunday, you know, to go to Sunday school. Just yes, to- yes. Well, can you imagine? I mean, I think that those things like um, school and, and whatever churches and stuff give the parents and the grandparents a break. Yeah, that was mostly, is it? they weren't too religious, even though, yeah, she wanted me to go and I really didn't care. And my my grandpa really never cared at all. Like, like he didn't give a shit. He didn't even want to go to my Holy Communion to to the church then, right? He just didn't go. He was yeah. just like, right? Yeah. He was a rebel too. And I love him for that. Like, go away. he was awesome. He was my hero. I love my grandpa, both of them so much. They were my, I, you know, just the grandparents in general. I just loved them all. Although one of my grandmothers was very strict. I think she was a little bitter, but she was at least nicer to the grandkids. <laughs> well, um, that good of a relationship, I think, I, I don't know. A lot of stuff happened back then. Like she preferred always other kids. And I don't know. I still don't know the secret of my existence. I mean, I, I know I'm not like a child of rape, but for some reason, the whole family wanted to get rid of me because my mom was so young. Mm-hmm. So, and my grandpa didn't let that happen. And um, they didn't like him too. So I, I don't know the whole story, like up to day, which really sucks. But it is what it is. I don't talk to my family anymore because I'm different for them. Yeah. I'm in a, in a mental institution, which I don't really care what they think. This is this is an honored tradition, though, like it. Um, so when we step away from any like emotional attachment to these kinds of things, the ones that are kind of orphaned, even if it's with your grandparents, um, there's there's something very magical about it, especially in in witchy traditions, those that are um, astray or crooked. And, um, and, and you certainly have that going for you. We share that as well. Uh, And I always say, why have bad relationships or strained relationships? It's just better to walk away. So that's what you do. Walk away. I mean, um, I never fit in. Like, I mean, everybody in my family was like, you know, you have to get married, you have to get have children, everybody has to be, you know, in order. And I was just like, gag me. And like, I was, I was always a rebel, like, I, I didn't care for that. And I was never married. I have a daughter. I have my motorcycle license. I did a flight license. And I, I love you. <laughs> this is all awesome. And I did everything I wanted to, right? And I, I like, and I think they were all jealous because of that. Learned that young age never to talk about. Anya, it's our witch energy. Yeah, it's too much for them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, you two, you two just decided not to pick up the stream anymore, and then tell me we're not getting any data, but you're not listening. Now, anyway. You're back. We're back. Sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> so back to 12 when you started, the magical stuff started coming in. <clears throat> yeah, I knew there was always something different. I just felt it. It was just like, yeah, today I know it's energy and I know it's the universe pushing you. But um, like I was always interested in, in interested in other stuff. So like other kids were reading science fiction or started their first, oh, I'm in love with, right? I mean, I have that too, but 
I started reading my first book with 12 was Freud and Murphy. Oh, excellent. You are a tribe. Yes. That's, <laughs> you know, that's like a searcher. That's someone who's seeking to know about self in the world. <laughs> All right, it's going again. All right, here we go again. YouTube, we need you to stay focused. <laughs> yes. Bear with us. Handle our energies, please. <laughs> yes. Accept our energies. So um, you were just talking about your when you got started getting interested in UFOs and the Bermuda Triangle, that whole period. Yeah, that was just very interesting for me. And I read just I, everything that I could find in the library about it. And also one of my favorite books was The Never Ending Story. Um, and um, I don't think you have that book here. It's called Krabat. It's about, uh, that had to do with magic, actually. It's just a short explanation because I, it, it's a German story, so I don't think anybody knows it here. It's about a young man that goes out in the world and he hires for a job in, in a mill. And soon he finds out that the owner of a mill is a magician and all the boys are hired that are trainees to become magicians. Ooh, I like it. it. It's a very nice story and they're all turned into ravens as well. Ooh. And of course, it, it, of course he is the bad one and the good wins at the end, right? So it's a, that was my... I, I never returned it to the library and I got so in shit and I had to pay a fee because I didn't want to. <laughs> oh man. You know, I think uh, I know I can, I confess up to having done that with a couple books as well. I think most <laughs> people can. There are just some books you have to have. Yeah. It's just a must. I still have that book. I, I actually got it many, many years later. I bought it and I still have it. So I, I still love it. That's, um, that's awesome. When did you, okay. And then, so on your timeline here, when did you come to, uh, Canada? Six years ago, 2011. Okay. So not that long ago, really? No, I came here with my now ex, um, and my daughter. So, uh, we just decided to start a new life. You know, you one of those things where you think you can drop off all the problems at the border, which didn't work. <laughs> and um, yeah, and three years ago, I separated and um, happily ever after by myself. I, I, for whatever, whatever it is, I, I love moving and starting anew. It's a, a constant thing in my life. And um, I, I, it's, yeah. There's something refreshing when you can just start a clean slate, especially in a new place. Yeah, it is. I mean, and I've never stuck around very long at one place or one apartment. There was always something keeping me moving. And it, it's more like, okay, you're not there yet. You're not there yet. Of course, a new house, a new place will not solve that. What you have deep inside of you telling you it's not the right place for you. And um, so I'm like, okay, maybe Canada then, right? But yeah, I, I don't feel home here. And I know this is not the place where I'm going to grow old. And uh, I, I'm being called to England. It was always my place, Scotland, England. This is where my soul is. This is where I feel home when I go there. Yeah. And um, this is 
where I have to move to be happy, to feel home. And I, ever since I came back last Saturday, I just don't want to be here. It's really bad. That's, you know what, this is how I've gauged every place I've lived. When I've gone away on holiday somewhere or had to leave, the coming back, if I am in returning, if I'm not wanting to return, oh, that's such a red flag. You don't want to return. There's there's something that needs to be addressed. And so the Pacific Northwest over here, I'm always so happy to get back, always. Um, so I know, honored. And and um, it was just, it, this this year was a time for me to go to, to England out of many reasons. And, um, and I got connected a little more in the spiritual realm as well. And I just had to go and I just followed the call and, and it did me really good. And now I know why I followed that call and now I'm stuck here. It's like, shit, I want to get out. Yeah. But that's all you need is that seed. And now you just feed it and yeah. it will grow. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about how you, um, how you get around to dream your dream experience in general, how you, how you dream now mostly. So like the, the mechanics of it, color, black and white, all that. Um, I dream color. I dream in my language or I dream in English. It always depends where I am. So, um, but I definitely color. It is always color. Oh, that's interesting. So if you're in Germany, you dream in German? Yeah, it depends on um yeah, what I dream about, what people I dream. I so if if I dream about German friends, I I of I dream in German and if I love Zoom. Right. Everything's good. We're back on? Yes. Hello again, YouTube. <laughs> New moon and Jim and I, here we go, Mercury. Someone. I don't think I've actually said that on, I mean, I'm, it's no secret and my videos are all kind of related to that, but I haven't said it on Nox Mente out loud. This is unbelievable. Are you guys there? I'm listening. Yeah. I'm just was watching the two of you. You're on. Oh, okay. Here we are again. Um, let's try that again. Yes, take number four hundred and fifty-seven. Okay, so so <laughs> when you're in, when you're encountering people you know in dreams, yeah. what do those kinds of dreams usually look like for you? Are they? Does it feel like they're part of you, or do the people you know that you're encountering in dream time feel like they're also in the dream and, and have their, they're running their own show, so to speak. Um, yeah, it feels like they're their own person. Like, um, if I communicate, it feels like it's, it's themselves, like their own little show. If I have the dreams where you fall or fly, I know it's just me. Right. And mm -hmm. if I yeah talk to people or have people showing up, I know it's them. It's them for, like, it's not me. 
Do you dream a lot with um, people you know in life? No, not too much. I, I, um, yeah, I dream a lot of people and, and, and I know them in a dream and I dream a lot of other places too. And, and I see those places again and again in different dreams. Like it's not just one night and can be a, a week from now on, I dream of the same place again, that I go there again. And I even know in my dream, I've been here before. And, or I say, oh, I like that place. I should walk a little over here because that was so nice. So I see this place again. And that's really fascinating to me. And, and that's common? Yes, very common. When you were younger, also, when you, even as far back as you can remember, were you having reoccurring stuff like that where the scenery was the same? Yes, absolutely. Like, I remember walking down an alley with trees, and um, I remember dreaming of it a lot because it was beautiful. Like, like it was um, more like autumn, colorful leaves. And, and that's why I remember that. Do you, is there so in dreamland also um are there places that feel like like they're yours like a house or a building or um you know just places that feel like you go back and it's like your house like you're going home in a way or do you do you experience any of that um no i don't have house dreams where i think i'm home i have dreams on and and sometimes it's just creepy and but I know that's just me, that house. It's just so much to explore and maybe hidden fears. That's how I associate it when I think about it, right? And um, sometimes I just see a beautiful big house and I'm just amazed and I'm thinking, oh, I want to live here. It's so beautiful. But it's mostly really, really big. Even it doesn't look that big from the outside. It's huge from the inside with many, many rooms. And what's weird is the the washrooms, they are never pretty. Never. How how so? I I have no idea what it is, but they're never never nice. I never like the washrooms. <laughs> That's interesting. That is interesting. And how how often do you get these kinds of architectural elements in your dreams? Um, every few months. Uh, not very often lately anymore. So um, ever since I left my ex, I, that kind of quieted down. So that's why I'm thinking that was associated with me, with my soul, right? Finding a home, trying to get out. Um, yeah, trying maybe, maybe the washrooms thinking about it. Maybe it was like cleansing myself, but I didn't know how and didn't know how to get out of it because it was an abusive relationship. Not not physically, but... One more time. She just told me my health is good. We're not even streaming. So tell, that's how fucked up it is. Wow. Hit me, baby, one more time. All right, well, maybe toxic applies. Are back. we back? It's back. Sorry, hopefully people. Hopefully YouTube won't hang up on me this time. Oh, this is so strange. Yeah, in a way, you know, and for people in the chat, our Zoom is... Consistent, it's not cut out or anything. So we, it, yeah, it's a surprise when Anya and I are talking. We don't know. Um, so let's talk about lucidity in your dreams. Um, 
how do you, do you experience lucidity? And there's a lot of, um, you could consider lucidity in, in a spectrum of ways, being out of body, right? Astral projection or astral flight, that kind of stuff. We are awake and aware that you're dreaming and you're not in your body and you have control. Yes. Um, I have, I mean, I have flight dreams, you know, where that we all have when, or that we can't move, you know, when you want to run and you can't move. So, but I also have, uh, those lucid dreams, flight dreams, where I'm flying, but I can't, oh, I know it's out of body because I cannot go any further. I see like a net above me. Oh. And I cannot go through this net. It's like a, it's like cut off. It's like you cannot go any, it, it's more like a safety thing. I want to go past it, but I can't make it through it. It's like mostly like, um, I would say, okay, you cannot go any higher because you're gonna like not gonna come back. We just heard something very similar <laughs> exactly. to this last night with yeah. show. Jerry, is this interesting, right? Yes, totally. Oh wow. Um, okay, so when you're it, flying it is synchro week. It is synchro week. Wink <laughs> week. Come to the hive with your synchronicities, people. Um <laughs> with okay so when you're flying how do you fly do you float around do you do a superman kind of flight how how do does that wings? play out do they, are the insect wings feathered wings well if if i'm myself then i just flap my arms right to to take off and and this is like when i know it's like an out of body thing and and like i said when i see the net that i can't go through but i also have dreams where i go or which I know it's an out of body. I always go through the window, and um, and I just let myself fall. But then I'm in a different world. It's not this world anymore. It's like, uh, oh, people are gonna get a laugh out of it. But I dream I'm a dragon. Then it's like literally not me anymore. I know I'm entering another realm. I'm not saying I'm a dragon or a reptile. It's just like I'm entering something, right? And um. Yeah, but even there, I cannot go any further than the universe lets me. Either it's their walls or there is such pitch darkness that I can't see and cannot go there. It's like I cannot go any further than whoever lets me. I, I'm fine. I find this... I a little bit stuttering on how fascinating find this in on the heels of Joe Roop's story last night. Um, yeah, there's, well, there's, that's, that is, um, that's very intriguing. I, I can say I haven't heard a lot of that until last night. So um, I love that you, you morph into a dragon. And for the record, I, I know that there's a lot of, um, you know, for some people, dragons might be negative, but then for a whole other half of the world, dragons are positive. So um, I like that you have that imagery swimming around and that you fly as a dragon. It's very fierce. And certainly in in the mythology of, um, in our mythology, the, the dragon is, a, is an alchemical symbol, and it's a symbol of power, and it's a symbol of self-actualization. It's something that has come from the fire and moves forward. So it's very powerful. Um, so when you're lucid, 
okay, so in this experience of lucidity, have you had the experience where you've actually been able to see your body? Uh, you mean when I'm out and I turn around? Yeah. Uh, just once when I was 12. Would you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I was about 12, you know, when I said, like, when this all started. And um, I fell out of my bed and I woke up and I'm like, oh, shit, how could this happen, right? And I got up, but I felt so weird, so light. So I got up on my knees, on my feet. I wanted to go back to bed, but then, whoopsie, there I was already. And I was like, what the fuck, right? Like, just standing there and staring and didn't know what hit me, but I wasn't asleep. I know it wasn't a dream. I was totally aware of what was going on. That's why I was like, but again, I wasn't creeped. I was just like, what, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, so just by instinct, I went back to bed. and then. I was back and that was just a short brief moment but I wasn't scared I was just like surprised it didn't make sense to me I didn't know what it was back then I love and you said this was when you were around 12 yeah yeah so that was when you're getting into all this magical stuff too that's a that's a it's classic out of body experience where you kind of you think you've fallen out of the bed or you know where you do and you it's classic and beautiful. I love that you took it so well. It seems um, you can think you're dead. A lot of people talk about that where they think, did I die? Because <laughs> they're looking at their, their body. Yeah, no, I didn't think that. I was just surprised. I'm like, oh, that, what, what is that? Because I had no idea what an out-of-body experience was with 12 at all. I yeah. The Bermuda Triangle and Krabat and but. but <laughs> but and his mom but not about what the body out experience is and now it didn't create doing the handshake right so anya and i will stay here you're going to disappear for a minute right yeah okay we'll stay i think they can hear us we'll be right back i'm going to reboot guys okay Uh, will anya and i be heard no Okay. But you are now, so just say, hi, we'll be right back. Hello, we'll be back in a minute. (laughs) 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 Voice. I just left the message that we will be right back. And I, it's an, it's really, it's an internal journey. And, um, and I find it. Coming back up. Oh, coming back live. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll switch back over to dreams. Switch back. You can finish your conversation. <laughs> no, nobody knows right. what you're talking that about, including us, me. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so where were we? I think I was. Are we live? He'll give us the cue. I say we should start off. Tomorrow. Go ahead. Tomorrow. <laughs> okay, here we are again. One more time. It's like a deja vu, Anya. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did that before. I know, we've been here before a few times already. Um, okay, so back to back to dreams. So what, one of the things I found significant, I'm really glad I'm taking, I always take notes, but tonight especially with all this. So 12, the, the ages of 12 and 13 are so significant. And a lot of mainstream religions acknowledge this as well. But you've, you clearly had a 
quite a lot going on at that time naturally. And um, I'm finding that significant. What is this? Um, so was there any, so I'm, I'm kind of backtracking a little bit on you, but so when you were 12 and 13, was there anything like dramatic that happened in your life? Uh, not when I was 13 before, but at this point I was aware of it. So it was nothing that, um, was played subconsciously. Um, I think, yeah. It was just the natural flow. Yeah. I mean, I was abused as a child, uh, but, um, I mean, I'm fine with that now, but, um, yeah, maybe that didn't pushed me to a little bit on the way could be. So, I mean, it wasn't a very happy childhood. I'm not uh, trying to cause grief. It's just a fact. Um, it wasn't a very loving and happy childhood. And, um, but I mean, I live, I survived, you know, I became who I am. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm grateful for every struggle I've gone through all any depression I've had any, any of it at this point, I feel like the patina is worth it and that it pushes us further. It makes us stronger. We know what we're made of and, and it yeah. gives us more fuel if we allow it and we're not victimized by it, you know, the mentality of it. Yeah. You, you cannot let it happen that you are the victim, right? So yes. I mean, when you go through it, you're like, oh, shit, I can't take it anymore. I don't want it anymore. And I'm done with this bullshit. But then somehow you manage to get up again. And then you walk again. You fall on your face again. And you get up again. I mean, this is just what makes us. But I think you just, yeah, should never give up and, and just take the gifts that come along with it in any way. I mean, there is a balance to everything. and. um yeah, that's what I believe. And 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 the thing is, I um, I mean, of course, I have no reason not to believe you, but I believe you in particular because of something you said earlier concerning your dreams that you don't you didn't have the fear with these shadow beings and stuff like that. You weren't um, you you were more um, I guess inquisitive, and that says a lot about your underpinning of how who you are and how you work. And this was young. This was at a young age. Right. Could have been your soul family. It, it's, um, but it's still that she's, she's not, she doesn't come with a victim mentality at all from early on. It's great. So on, uh, um, in dreaming again, it is, oh, you know, we haven't asked this question in a minute, Jerry, and I have not. And it was one of our old school ones. Do you know, are you by chance RH negative blood type? I have no idea what blood type I have, to be honest. We're, it, you know, it's just, it's kind of a silly question, but it also is kind of relevant. So it seems like a lot of RH negative people have, uh, there seems to be a certain thread. Um, no, I really don't know my blood type. I'm serious. <laughs> so, and, and that's all right. I'm going to guess you are, but that's just a guess. So, all right, back into dreams. Let's move into dream time again. In in your dreams throughout your life, have you had dreams that felt prophetic or, and I apologize, it seems like every logger, it's logging season here and I'm out in the forest area. Um, 
so that they're they're really loud outside. Um, have you had experience with dreams that come true or prophetic dreams, even if it's mundane, like you knew, oh, like you know, it can be mundane. You walk into, you know, like a, a something silly happens, but you actually dreamed it. Doesn't have to be big world events. Oh yeah, I do many, 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 many. <laughs> so it's actually it's common with you. It is common with me, very common. I mean, it took me a while to figure out what was going on. Um, what was it? How did it happen? Like, let's say, for example, um, I dreamed of a young girl that was killed. <clears throat> that was at least fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Uh, I dreamed of a young girl that was killed at the bus stop and was dragged into the bus. And um, the next, and then I told, called my friend, I'm like, gee, that dream really bothered me. It was really creepy, you know, that poor girl. And I dreamed of that guy. I'm like, and I just called because I woke up scared. I was like startled. And it really got to me, that dream. I mean, we all have nightmares. And you know, when you wake up, you're just like, whew, right? But that really moved me all day. And then the next day, my friend calls me. She was like, shut the fuck up. Did you read? Did you listen to the news? I'm like, no. She was like, they found a blonde killed girl in the bus stop, in the bus. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, funny, right? And she was like, come on, just for the fun of it, prescribe the guy. Just prescribe the guy. Do you remember him? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what do you want me to do? To go to the police? I dreamed of the murder. I'm like, are you nuts? She was like, no, just for us. So, and yeah. So we did, and uh, and it was actually the guy I dreamed of. She was like, "Well, you should do something about it." Like I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna be one of those uh, hunting down the police and uh, you know being a psychic uh, helper." I'm like, "That's not that that's not how it works." And um, yeah, I also dreamed of a volcano eruption, and I saw people running, and um, yeah, soon enough that volcano broke out and um yeah all kind of stuff like that it's uh and i had other dreams and i hope they will never ever come through but i know they were vivid and that kind of what scares me so can we um can you first of all i'm impressed and secondly um trish your friend our friend the friend of the show trisha has these these types of dreams too. You two are a powerhouse together. (laughs) 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 For real. Um, Will you share some of the dreams you've had that seem kind of intense that, that were that vivid that may play out? I can. Yeah. Um, One of them, actually it it sounds more futuristic. It was, um, well, I saw buildings and, they were kind of burnt down and um i saw meteors coming down like yeah like a fire rain and um i saw people running and I, and i was calling people to get in the building to hide because i had a spot where they could hide so and i heard uh, heard the alarm you know that goes off outside the the loud alarm not fire alarm but like an alarm system and uh people were just running and and that was just part of it because i just see it short i don't have like an hour-long dream luckily 
and um, the other one I saw men in black, not, not soldiers, not police, just men in with weapons, and they were all dressed in black. And there was a fence, and people were behind it, and they were putting not not yeah like not a cage, it was a fence. And um, they were putting people in there. And those people were actually, I would call them activists. Like people were, were on a revolution. You can call it this way. And um, they were shooting people. So, and yeah, like I said, it wasn't police. It wasn't soldiers. It was just like, I don't know, some kind of authority. And they were dragging people out of the houses and putting them behind that fence. Oh, wow. Did you, could you tell like the area this was Wait, happening? When was this? When did I dream that? Yeah. We. Like this year? Uh, yeah. Uh, a Bef few months ago. Before I, the volcano erupted in Hawaii or after? That was far before the volcano erupted. Of which you also dreamt of. Right. Well, I was yeah. just thinking, you know, you were talking about people running away and fire balls falling on them, fire rain, you said, right? It just yeah. kind of sounds like running away from a pyrocastic flow. Could be too, yeah. Mm. Don't know. But then the police, like the, um, the figures dragging people out seems less hospitable than the stories of people being evacuated we're hearing. And then she saw FEMA camps. Right, <laughs> right, absolutely, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Q in the Walmart. Um, so, okay, so, and what else? What else do you have in your in your um, canon there of possible psychic dream? Um, I, I dreamed of another volcano, and um, I saw people running on the street, and the ground was opening up and yeah people were running and i was standing the facing the people running and i was just watching them and and that's when i just watch and i don't talk like really or even if i talk but people don't hear me i know it's like a vivid dream and um they were just running towards me and, and i was just watching it and yeah, but that was not Hawaii. It was uh, New Zealand. Oh, wow. And I think there has been active. Well, they're all getting active right now, really. The, I mean, there's a lot of activity. That um, Anything have you had? So on this, I'm super fascinated in this stuff. And you're really the first person we've had that's talking about these kinds, sharing in public. Um, some of their more possible remote viewing type dreams, psychic dreams. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I thank you. I, um, because I, I would like to get more into some of that. Have you had anything in at all ever really about UFOs or aliens in there? Um, not really. Well, I, I had once a feeling I was carried away, but that's been many, many years. Like an abduction? Yeah, I just had the feeling I was dragged on the floor, but 
but that was many years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to else that was just me. And it was like not like an out-of-body experience. I just felt myself being dragged on the floor. And I don't remember anything else. That's that's interesting. But that's been many years ago, at least 20. Hmm. Okay, and so what's your experience with deja vu? What my experience with deja vu? Yeah, how do you like when you experience it, do you are you able to figure out what where why you're having that feeling, where it came from? Was it from a dream? Or do you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, okay, in conversations you have deja vus a lot, I find, but that could just be because you repeat a certain word that triggers a memory. But um it's just certain situations, you know, you have not had that situation and still you feel like you had that situation. So um, maybe it's just in your mind, maybe you, I don't know, maybe it's like something that you knew that would happen and then it finally happened. Or like you said, maybe it happened in your dreams, but where it comes from, I really can't tell you, but I do have that a lot. I actually had it last night, to be honest. Are they, yeah, I'm having a lot right now too. Did Are you having more right now or, so you had one last night. Are they amping up or was that unusual for right now? Uh, no, that <clears throat> wasn't unusual. No, I get them more often. And and like I said, last night I had, had, had a situation and um, I know it didn't happen because I wasn't sitting there before. Like because I totally rearranged my 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 living room, and when I did my live stream, I was sitting at a totally different area where I never ever sat before in my house. Mm -hmm. And I was talking, and I and it was like totally déjà vu. So, but I know it didn't happen before because I wasn't sitting there. Did you intentionally sit elsewhere to avoid being just to avoid sitting there? No, I just, I get that. I move furniture around. I mean, it, could, it could be something in the future, you know, if you might move it back because you don't like this pattern. Could be. Right. I mean, a lot of times we don't talk about like the nexus of the deja vu, like the, where it actually started. That's a good point. Plus, um, the new moon was today. <clears throat> yes. Moon Gemini. So I think that things heat up as you get closer to the new moon. Oh, Lord. Okay, so, Jerry, what were you saying, though? You were I talking about the new moon? Uh, oh, it was the, a good little thread you had going. The new moon, energy. Oh, the new As we get closer to the new moon, it seems like a lot of people are, I remember what I was going to say, dreaming, having more prophetic dreams, whatnot. And to that end, um, there's a lot of people, also, there's a lot of people out there talking about gloom and doom coming in the summer, you know, summer of Armageddon, whatever, whatever they're saying, right? So you've got right. a portion of the collective who is pushing, broadcasting these negative shit into the cloud, which you might be picking up as meteor dreams. Mm, that's a good connection. Yeah, I mean the astrology is is is. I like the term "strong" me, that yeah, Jacob gonna, is using. The, the cosmic weather is crazy. Right. Yeah. Now. 
And it's only going to get worse over the summer, which coincides with this as well. Yeah. Yeah, we got Mercury Gatorade coming up uh, July 26th. Thank you, Tim Burns. <laughs> Gatorade, yeah. <laughs> Everybody is like, Mars and Gatorade, and I'm on fire. Yeah, yeah. So, um, have your dreams changed in any way other than language since you've left Germany? And my dreams have changed the language? No. Like no, I no, said, no. Ha have they changed at all? Changed? No. Your dreams, have you dreamed differently, dreamed about different things, or have the house going on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out looking for a baby pretty soon. All right. Are we live? Yeah, Are we... we're live. Oh, my God. Are we live? Are we sure? <laughs> this is hilarious. This, this is a Nox Mente to remember. Okay, so yeah. let's let's continue on. Um, okay, so when you're, how do you know when you're? Okay, Anya, here's where I want to go. Yeah, have you encountered dead people in your dreams? And it doesn't have to be people necessarily connected to you, although those are I'm very interested in and as well as pets um but people that you know are not living in this waking life that we're in right now that the nowness we're all having well i don't dream of them i see them I see you see them in with in waking life yeah i see that <laughs> do you are there any in my Ta house right we now? want to hear about it yeah, does jerry have one right now hanging right around wait i don't have my camera on because i thought that might be pretty <laughs> Watch, so watch tell, tell us about it, Anya. Well, if I dream of dead people, it's mostly uh, my grandparents. And um, if whoever shows up uh, in my dreams, I know something major will happen. It just, I just protocoled it a bit over the years. And it's like mostly someone will die. If I dream of my grandpa or grandma, someone will die. Mm. Um, must not be someone close. You know, but there's always a death or something major, major will happen. That's but that's not, interesting that they're they portell this, that they're an omen for death in Yeah, and it's not that they tell me that, I just know because like I said, I kept track of it, right? What happened when I dreamed after because it was so like yeah, it just felt weird to me that every time something happened, so I started making note of it mentally. And every time I dream of them, I, I know something major will happen or some death will occur. So it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I find that very interesting. And also, I, one of the things that is interesting is that it's actually a reliable pattern. Yeah, it is. It's totally a pattern, reliable, yeah. Do you, so tell us about how you experience seeing dead people in waking life. Um. Yeah, of course, first when it started, I thought for sure I have a screw loose and I need medication. Like I thought, okay, that's how it is when you go schizophrenic and you think you're totally normal. Um, because it's like nothing where you're like, oh yeah, I'm cool with that. It's like, you're like, what the hell, right? It's my, my first experience was, um, I was lying in bed, I was reading a book and I was wide awake and, um, then I heard a crash in the hallway and I'm like, shit, I thought my mirror came down. So I went in the hallway, which was a small one, and nothing fell. So I checked the kitchen and I sneaked into my daughter's room and she was maybe having a party in there. 
but nothing all quiet. And I'm like, hmm, we, that's how I see it. Oh, that's a good way to explain it, actually. Yeah, because I cannot say like, oh, okay, you see a ghost in front of you, like a real person or, or a hologram. It's just like a thought. That That's how I can explain it best. And I saw this guy and I'm like, okay, I'm like, and I poked myself. I'm like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm cool. I'm like, okay, it's not the book. It's not the movie. You didn't eat a pizza before bedtime. I'm like, I'm okay, right? And and then at one point I was just like, Craig, could you, could you just fuck off? Like, please go away. Like, this is like, at one point I realized it was a spirit, soul. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how you are, but I can't help you. Can you please go? And then he left. And then three days later, I get a phone call from a very old friend from years, many years ago when I was like 19. And um, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a surprising call. And she was like, yeah, um, I know it's been a few years. I'm glad I tracked you down. But I, I know you and Bernd was his name. You were always good friends. And, um, well, he used to be a good friend. But then over the years, sometimes you lose track, right? And um, I just wanted you to know he had a car crash three days ago. I'm like, excuse me? Oh, wow. She was like, yeah, he had a car crash. I'm like, a car crash. That is what? Sorry. This has been the most interference we've had on an Oxmente. Yeah, it's really... It's disturbing, and it's making me angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm still not, I'm not angry. I didn't light any incense. I didn't pull tarot cards before. I did that. I, I pulled broke, tarot. I have my candle. Broke ritual. That's what happened. Jer, I bet, you know, those things are important. I know. Yeah, you always got to clear and protect. Yep. I got the candle going. I got the incense as usual. Sitting here with my my best friend, the crystal ball I've had since I was little. Oh, not me. No, well, you're <laughs> you runner up, Jer. <laughs> All right. You're my partner in crime. I'm pretty sure we're back. Internet crime. Yeah, internet you, partner and internet. Can you guys crime. hear us now? Okay. Pretty sure they do. Burn sage. I'm not burning sage. Oh my god, I hear something upstairs. We're back on, or are we? Are we live? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for someone in chat to say yes. Yes, we're live. <laughs> yes. Okay, so so <laughs> this is not a dream. This is really happening. Um, anyone yeah. who does anyone who knows that, I've of course say it a lot, but if you know it, shout it out. Um, where that's from so back to dead people on you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so do they come when they come at you do some of them want to get messages across to you or they are they surprised that you see them um do they know that you see them yeah in the beginning it was like well cool she sees us let's go right like help me i don't know what i'm doing here um i don't know why i'm here i don't know what's wrong with me so, and, and in the beginning, it was very annoying for me. And it was a lot because I really thought I'm losing my marbles, to be ser to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then I just developed the way to help them. Like, like, I don't hear them. It's not that I hear them in voices, but it's like more like a communication and thoughts. And um yeah, I just found a way to help them, to send them on. And um, then later 
over the years it got a little more quiet because I tried to block it out it was just interfering in my in my life too much mm -hmm. and um so now it's gone forever what now it's gone forever or no you, you can still see him right I can still see him yeah but it's different now different different stage it's more like um That's interesting. Yeah, it's more mostly I'm at the point now where I really see old spirits like that. They have been caught here forever and ever and ever, and they're not happy anymore. And those what people maybe call ghosts or get scared of because it's a negative, negative have, energy, <clears throat> yeah, the negative energy, mm. but I'm not scared of them. So um, I dive you. into that. And if I do, I actually see what happened to them at one point, and it's very exhausting and nerve robbing. So that's why I always watch it and and be careful. So because I actually feel what they felt or what happened, and then I find a way to bring them peace and to send them off. Have you encountered any that didn't realize they were dead? Yes, that's mostly those spirits that, you know, with negative energies that get so they are so caught here they don't even know anymore that they used to be alive and that they're just lost here because it's oh, well. been too long. And that's when they get really nasty and start scaring people or people that sense them, you know, or for the ghost hunters, you know. Mm -hmm. Um I, I don't like to call them ghosts because they're not ghosts for me. Um <laughs> It, this this is one of the things that actually fascinates me, and and we kind of roundabout talk about it here on Noxmente is the whole idea sometimes of are are we even alive? And I mean, do we have we died at some point? Are we are we really inhabiting bodies, or are we somewhere else? Our consciousness somewhere else, and there's a sleeping body in a bed somewhere else. And um, like I, I don't know. I know it may sound a little bit askew or crazy, but I really, I don't feel completely certain that that's not the case. Yeah. Maybe we're the dream in a dream, you know? Yes, absolutely. And, and it doesn't, you know, the whole argument of, well, you can, you can die here. You can cut, but you can in a dream too. You can, you can, if you're in a lucid dream, you sure can feel pain and you, you're having experience. You can feel heartache and all of it, it's all there. The layers are all there. So I don't see why it's any different here. Yeah, I do feel. Or night terrors or things that were, were unpleasant. So like getting beat up or something. How often do you encounter experience when dreaming? And give us an example of a really severe one. Um... And it can be from any time on yet. It could be even an early one. Um, no, I didn't have it lately anymore. But back then when I had it, I, I was stabbed in the in the side in my rib cage with a knife. And I could literally feel it. Like I was trying to run, but I was, I couldn't escape. And I was stabbed, stabbed in my rib, rib cage on the side. And it really hurt bad. Mm -hmm. And I woke up from the pain. Oh man, that's a, that's a good example. Yeah, I have too. I've had the, the pain wake me up 
And I was like, oh man, I'm so glad I'm not back there. Yeah, I was too. I'm like, first checking my side for life. I'm like, holy shit, right? Like, whoa. I know. <laughs> glad I got out of that. Um, Look, that went well. <laughs> and also like on this, in this vein, on this note, what do you think about past lives? And, and so it's kind of a caveat question. There's a caveat to it. Um, past lives and or um, alternate lives. Um, past lives, yeah, absolutely. Um, because I've experienced too much. Too, I, I met too many people. I had too many situations where I know um, I've lived before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It just when you, for example, with people, when you have such a deep connection where you just know, I met this person before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said with England. I know this is past life related, absolutely. And yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I had just too many situations when, or, or even dreams that led into that, um, where I thought they were vivid dreams, but I thought, oh no, that that whole scenery doesn't fit in this area. Where I just know it was past life related. Do you, so what do you think about, so for me, there's not necessarily a big dividing ground here, but what, do, so what do you think about alternate lives, like simultaneous, that whole simultaneous thing that we could just be living them all out and where we are now is where we consciously are, you know, so we're having this experience now. You mean like a parallel, parallel yes. world? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I do believe in that as well and sometimes it it's like how can i explain that it's like maybe sometimes thinking you don't belong here is maybe because i don't know you switch with that other person in the other parallel world it's like after you wake up it's like i can't really explain that um can i explain yeah, it's uh, it's so hard for me to explain. Sorry. No, it's all right. It it is actually kind of it's not easy to parse out in a. I I find it difficult as well. But I mean, it's I have it in my head, but I can't bring it into words. Yeah. They, you know, the thing is, it, it's kind of seamlessly. It goes if if you if we. I find that when with people who are open to the fact. This is not it, and that there's a possibility that they're open to other lives. Then the whole parallel life thing kind of falls into it because it it, it also fits nicely with other lives, such as past lives. But those could be at a parallel to us. Yes, yes. Instead of in a continuum that is the past. Yeah. So okay, on this in in this um, in this area, what? What is your idea of of what's happening now? So, of your waking life is Anya, and um, in the in the the fact that you're conscious here as, and that's kind of your avatar, um, and this is the life you seem to be focused in on at the moment. How does dreaming 
And then I want to parallel death with that. So we have a little bit of a, a timeline, I guess. How do these things all play into your conscious here and now? My dreams? Your life now. What's the difference? This is usually when Jerry comes in and clarifies me, but he's chewing. (laughs) (laughs) I rely on Jerry sometimes to come in and say what she means is. I'm sorry. I didn't get to eat because I've been fucking around with the stream. (laughs) Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) What what was What did you? I wasn't even listening. I'm trying to, um, the idea of the nowness, but how it plays into where consciousness is. So we were just talking about. I was going to talk about that. I wanted to bring that up with Anya because she said she believes she has past lives, but I know she knows that there is no future and past. It's just now. So how do you how do you work that into your past life belief? Um. You don't. I get it. No, I do believe in past life. I do believe we all had experiences before. Um, before when? Wherever, whenever, and in what universe ever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be here. It could have been another universe as well. But um, I do believe to remember that all those lives or is to get rid of whatever... I, I do, it, it's not only like 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 karma or oh, I did something bad back then and now I have to suffer for it or pay for it. Um, um, that's another issue. I think karma we build up here now, how we treat people. But um, for some reason, I mean, I'm not there yet either, you know. I mean, still growing as well. But um, sorry, I'm just looking for the words. There is no answer to this question. It was yeah, just, there's no, it's just, it's open. It, it was kind of rhetorical. To, to uh, respond Don't to... Don't do that because I will look for an answer and then... Oh, well, if, you, <laughs> if you came up with one, baby, I'd be amazed and it'd be awesome. Uh, addressing multiple dimensions for dreaming, is that what you said? Is that what yeah. you wanted me to talk about? Or whatever? Yeah. yeah. So the, I think the idea that Nish was bringing up was that there are infinite or some large amount of parallel realities. And when you dream, you can visit them. So sometimes you're doing mundane shit like filing folders or whatever, answering the phone at the pet store. But um, sometimes you're like secret agent man. You know, bomb and stuff. It just, it's whatever. This, the idea here is that instead of, your brain's not generating it or the consciousness isn't generating it, this is actually one of your quote-unquote past or future lives that you're not focused on when you're dreaming. So if you're here now with us, which you are, when you're awake, you're kind of focused on this reality, and you can't really leave it. Most people can't. Uh, but when you dream, maybe you're free to leave and go, to, go visit your other lives. Right. Yeah, I have this place where I dream of a lot it's like it, it's a hill it's in the green and it has two moons oh that's interesting and I dream of this place a lot is it 5D earth 
<laughs> sorry, right. sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> so yeah, and I dream of this place a lot, and and I, I just walk around there, right, and I stare at the moon. But it's like I know this area. It's like I even walk around there, and I know how to get to my hill. So, and I know this is not a dream. Mm. What do you think with relationships that you have? So, like, say your relationship with your daughter. How do you think that plays out when we strip away this lifetime, you as her mother? Like, just you as souls, you as beings in in the totality of all that is. How do those things parse out for you? How how do you mean that? Sorry. Is so do you think your daughter was always your daughter everywhere or um has there does the relationship change and morph where she could have been your mother or um because clearly there's obviously a tie to parents and children as far as I'm concerned with like um on a on a deep level. There's I don't know how it plays out and I I don't actually have answers, but I'm always interested in people that I don't have children. So I don't even know how to ponder that properly because I don't have the experience. Um, I I don't think she was my mother before I was her mother before I knew, I, I, I know I knew her from somewhere and I saw parts of it but she wasn't my mother or the opposite around. She was part of a family or a closer friend. Um, Do you think you're working out, like for lack of a better word, karma? Or is it is it love that brings you together again? Is it debt? What do you think it is? I think it's love. Yeah, that's but certainly what I felt with my mom. It's not, I, I don't have a creepy feeling, bad feeling, sad feeling, or anxiety feeling, you know, like with some people that you see where, you know, you had a past life relationship with, you're like, wow, it's like, I knew you, we were badass back then, right? Warrior, mm-hmm. ever, or you see that person like, you fucked me up, you stepped me in the back, <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> but with her, I know it's just, pure love you know and uh we have a wonderful relationship and very close and she's very spiritual too and um it's just wonderful so i mean of course we had our up and downs like every mom and every teenager right but yeah um, yeah other than that we have a very close relationship and i'm very happy about it and grateful do you in so in your lifetime as anya throughout all the periods of it have you always felt like the same person or has that changed over the years? That has completely changed. And and it's interesting that you mentioned that because I had that thought actually a few weeks ago that I'm like, I'm not anymore who I, who I used to be like, and, and when do I finally know who I am actually? Because, um, which is, you know, you're born and then you get, pushed into to play a part that they want you to play and is it from childhood you know you have to behave you have to go visit you have to go to church you have to go to school you have to do this 
So I think over the course of years, you totally forget who you are in person. Then you have one shitty relationship into an, into after the other because you're not used to have something good around you. I'm, I'm just talking about myself yeah. as an example. And um, you just find the right man that just matches into your old pattern of family and, and bullshit. And you just continue to live the life that others wanted you to live. And yeah, I so broke away from that now and no one will ever do that again to me. And I was just thinking like um, with all the new people I met and the, the, the real friends I have for years, it's like that watched me grow and that accept me for who I am, who I really am or who I'm really becoming, not judging me or telling me I'm crazy. It's, um, yeah, that I'm, I'm still not there, I know, you know, but I'm, I'm very happy to see who I am at the end because I start liking myself <clears throat> and I didn't do that before. And this is not only because of, because the, uh, the industry tells us to be pretty and wear tiny little skirts. It's not only that, that's a part of it, but, um, I didn't like the person that everybody else wanted me to be. So, um, and I'm just discovering myself, if that makes sense. It does. And it, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, I certainly feel like I'm, I'm not the same. And I love this process, the deep, especially those of us that are, I admire people that work on themselves. Let me put it that way. And so that are digging in the dirt of their soul and asking questions and not afraid to um, speak out and even contradict themselves through the process, because how do we, how do we move on? How do we evolve? How do we change? And, and so, yeah, that's, that was beautiful. Do you, what do you think, and this will be interesting from you because you experience um, people that we consider dead. What do you think death is the way we see it from this side? Um, from this side, for me, it's um, like the death when you move on. Yeah. So, I mean, we already have an idea that that you know that it's that we don't die, right? That our energy doesn't right. die. But what the process, I guess, of dying. And um, so, for example, for me, I feel like we're I'm constantly learning how to let go. And that when I can get to that ultimate state of letting go, which I think is an awakening, actually, um, like a birth, um, yes. that, that then I've attained that. And part of, you know, one of the biggest things is, and, and I've seen this through dreams, is, is letting go of my shell. As much as, as, much as I can, have been in my life unhappy with things about myself that I wanted to change, not necessarily physically, but in my life. Um, I still am attached to my life. And so I don't want to let it go. And, and certainly death represents letting go. You literally let, you have to let go of everything to move on. So I'm trying to figure out where you stand in that whole process. What are your ideas of it? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm still in the process too. I couldn't let go yet. Right. I know there will be something greater. And I think the reason I can't let go yet is 
because I'm not, I didn't let go of everything. Like, and I think a main part also is forgiveness, forgiveness for everything that ever happened to forgive yourself for everything, to forgive others. Um, and of course it's still, it's my daughter, my granddaughter, right? I wouldn't want to leave them behind because I know they would suffer bad. Um, yeah, that, that would be my main, my main problem. I had my, my daughter, my granddaughter knowing they would suffer. And, and plus me, I'm not ready. I enjoy, you know, walks, walks in the, in the uh, woods. Um, I enjoy helping people. Um, people that want my help. I like what I do. I like my energy work. I like doing tarot cards. I like doing herbals. I like to help to bring people on the way of of awakening or towards awakening, you know, and I think we all play a big part of in it to help each other and support each other. So that's why I'm not really ready to let go. And I think that's what we are not ready yet. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I do think it's really a, a an intense. Well, it seems it's kind of like the major work in life is is learning how to let go, and what a stumbling block forgiveness is, and not just for forgiving others, but ourselves as well. Um, and we can talk about it all we want, but it's an, an, a big Let, let's deal talk inside. About that. Let's talk about forgiving oneself. I, I don't get that concept. Well, like at a gut level, you hold on to stuff that you you may feel guilty of, um, and yet you can you can intellectually on the surface say eh or I'm sorry, and yet somewhere there's some sort of trigger in your in a complex that won't won't let you get over something that you may have you feel responsible I should, for. I should say, forgive yourself for something you feel bad that you did. Yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I got it. So, and it's so individual and it can be, yeah, (laughs) of course not, Jer. Well, we've already ascertained we are dead. So yeah, I have have zero karma, so I'm good. Yeah. You're going to slide right through. I'm, 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 I'm following your lead. I'm a time traveler from the future. I'm just teleporting back. I'm from the past and it all looks the same. It's because it's a loop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, I think we're on the hive now. Yes. No. <laughs> I have not brought up anything irrelevant. No, 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 no. It's a it is a good thing. I um I actually wanted to get into a little woo-woo. Don't be mocking myself. The hive. Can we get into some woo-woo in here? What are you asking mm-hmm. for? Do it. The woo-woo. So so right. Anya. What are your thoughts on things that are um, related to other humanoid type experiences? So like the Fae or um, aliens or crypto stuff like Bigfoot and um, cryptozoology, you know, all that stuff. Beings under the water, beings in space. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I myself, um, when I do energy healings or, I mean, I, I travel into other spheres and in my, med- not meditation, but into other realms, not spheres, realms. And 
I myself, I, I work with Odin or Thor or sometimes even Loki, mm-hmm. um, Freya, you know, depending on what kind of work I do. And, and I work with the energy. So, and also, yeah, face. Absolutely, but I don't see them as so cute as everybody else does. Yeah, I agree. The, I, it's funny how they turned into sweet and fluffy. Yeah, and I don't know when this happened, but um, I Victorian wouldn't... period. <laughs> the I Victorians made them little, little cute little fairies. Yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, from what I grew up with, they're scary, and you appease them, and <laughs> you stay yeah. away. And you're better like not step on one or, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's like, let me put it this way. You, you treat them with lots of respect. So, respect and space. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I do believe in them, but not, like I said, the way we got taught in the fairy tales, like, and, um, yeah, and I'm sure they're like what 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 gets me sometimes it's um all the shape shifting thing. It's like for me shape shifting for me personal. Um uh, no, I forgot that stupid word. Crying out loud. What what um help me. Um <laughs> it's not not channeling, you know, when you have Someone taking over in, in walk in possession in a walk in. Uh, there is no walk in. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to get I'm your thinking word. possession, not possession, attachment, channeling, walk in, in attachment in, 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 it starts with in invoking, invocation, invocation. invocation. So, this is That's actually, essentially possession, by the way. What that is possession. I don't call it possession. It's, well, it's I mean, something that I let happen. So um, possession is for me when someone takes me over without my permission. permission. Right. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's it's possession with consent. <laughs> <laughs> he always has to put the sherry on top, doesn't he? <laughs> He's the cherry master. You have no idea. I'm just trying to categorize everything properly. <laughs> I don't like the fact that there's a hundred different thing words for one thing. Jerry's a, also a whisperer of many magical things. Kitties. I, I'm not going to say it on air. <laughs> so, no, but, but there's just too many words floating out there, and I, I would like to constrain the dictionary a bit. Yeah, but that's the word I use. So there. And it's proper. And, and um, uh, now I forget where I wanted to go with this. But Controlled right possession. Oh, yeah. No, 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 that what not sandwich <laughs> <laughs> there. Um yeah, that is actually what shape shifting is for me to take over that energy and um yeah, that's what shape shifting is for me. In this time in this moment you, you take over the energy of something. Is it for to feel the energies, to, to do energy work with it? Um, I'm just saying I'm not doing that a lot. This is 
people should be very careful with it. They always should have someone around that has experience. And just saying, children, don't try that at home. And um, yeah, that's what actually shape-shifting is for me. So I, I don't see people changing shapes. It's It's a form of magic. It's like, yeah, let's say it's a form of magic that you can make people it's, believe. What it's a glamour see. spell. A what spell? A glamour spell, essentially. Glamour spell? Nish. Yeah, a, a glamour spell is just, it's putting an illusion on yeah, illusion. Yeah. 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 So I don't see uh, reptilians with rubber skin and, and that. It just it's like, yeah, yeah, it's an illusion. People to make people believe, and um, and the more people are sleeping, the more you can make people believe, you know, mm-hmm. like that are not that you keep them down, not to be able to awake, to to raise their vibration and energy and frequency, and I think that's what they're doing with us. So to Keep the frequencies and energies down. Who is they? They, whoever is mingling around with us. I I don't say the word elite because I don't like the word. I don't know who they is. I have not seen them. I can't. I I can't tell you. I just know all those corporations. In my opinion, my personal opinion. I'm not saying it is. Um, they don't want us for ever reason for whatever reason they don't want us to leave here and they rather keep us enslaved for whatever purpose they don't want us to yeah they don't want us to awake and the reason I can't tell you this is just my opinion and they're keeping our frequencies low I mean Back then, for example, they were doing experiments with empaths, with psychics. Um, and after that, they got eliminated. So, and, and this is what they do today as well. I mean, just in a different, with a different um, thematic, like trying, yeah, oh God. My, my, my squirrel brain, my squirrel brain comes through, sorry. Um, I don't know who they is, to be honest. I don't. I do know they have a lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a good question. I, I really didn't, again, expect an answer. It's more of a thought-provoking question. I love where, you, where you're taking this, Anya, though. And it's, um, it's, it's the idea of this being kind of a trap, a net, which also played into the dream, the dreams trap. with you in the dreams where she's flying and reaches a barrier like mm-hmm. joe has uh, um like everyone has <clears throat> joe right. has but you know look at uh like seth Kisbozo talks about the nine levels and gates and all that crap yeah yeah but it's just our synchronistic stuff with last night and tonight yeah, that was uh, crazy um so what <clears throat> when 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 people talk about this being a trap or certainly when we look at some of the old text or the old um like the egyptian book of the dead and stuff like that we see we see imagery that this is a labyrinth 
right? And, um, and there's a way out and a lot of people get trapped. And so what, and then this also ties into your experience with seeing ghosts that haven't realized that they're dead for a long period of time and they become the angry ghosts, almost like in Japanese, it's the hungry ghosts, hungry right? Ghost. Hungry, yeah. hungry hippo ghosts. And so what's the purpose of, of us being trapped here? What are we being fed on? Is this a farm? What do you think? I mean, I know you don't, I don't, I don't think anyone can know for certain, but what are your ideas of why? I mean, I, of course, I'm not certain either other than that I probably wouldn't be here anymore. But I mean, I don't believe in soul farm and I don't believe just my, I'm not saying that this is a fact, but I don't believe in a soul farm and um, I don't believe that we get decomposed and sent back. That that I do not believe at all. Worm food. But this this is a worm, trap. Worm. So say say like in the Egyptian sense, where the pharaoh would the priest would help get the pharaoh out from un, the underworld and move out of the the labyrinth that this seems to be that this world seems to be. Especially what's tied to this world is the afterlife, and it seems to be part of this dream this illusion um even though it's kind of a little bit it's like the um it's the other side of the coin in a way right um but what's the point of this what's the point of being stuck here um copper tops i me personal i don't think we got brought here and jailed here it i think at one point we just Rooted it up. I mean, um, you know, maybe we had a purpose here and over the course of years, we just got greedy and dumb and um, someone saw the opportunity um, or maybe we were just nosy. Oh, let's see how this could work out and decided all oh, like go on this planet. I, I don't have the answer for that, really. I don't. It just. All you right. Know, I, I have another one that you don't have the answer for. How's this one? What if we are the fallen angels? Yeah, that's what I mean. With maybe we got nosy and and came here and then we screwed it all up. Well, then, but then you have to believe in God and the Christian shit and all that crap, which I don't. So, I mean, I, I think that's no, true. I'm not. I'm not believing in angels and and that, but. But they're soul. real, but they're not really what they claim to be. No, and they come from a totally different... Yeah, they're essentially quote-unquote demons. Yeah, everything is demons. Everything I'm, is I'm... demons, yep. At some point. Yeah, it seems like everything turns monstrous. And, I, and, I, and when point. I say demon, I mean that as a background process. Yeah. Not as a horned devil. Right. Well, you just clarified that anyway with not ascribing yeah. to the, the biblical them. stuff. That's right. Oh. Demons got demonized. They got a bad rap. Well, I think we should ask questions. Come across from the chat. with the questions, chat folk. Bring forth the questions for Anya. Bring forth the questions. <laughs> with this holy microphone. Did I make Monty. sense at all? Because sometimes I cannot sort my thoughts into words. You made so much sense it confused us. 
you uh, we we're following you on yeah we, yeah, we love it totally I mean, and angels and all that. I mean, we know where this is coming from, and then I would start to have. But then I would have to start talking about the Vatican, and then I would go for it. Talk, talk about the Vatican. Get up, <laughs> take a vent, vent about the Vatican and how they're Satan worshippers, and go, go for it. Jerry and I are equal opportunity with everything. We'll bring it to the table. I hate we the Vatican are. just as much as you do. <laughs> I just think the Vatican is a corporate controlling organization and i would love to see what they have down in their basement on books on books i'm talking books i'm not talking about that they have anything tied up down there they have the a library of alexandria probably down there they have a lot of other things down there and that brings me to the next thing here um Brilliant. like a pythia or a sibyl or two <laughs> some oh, ancients uh, yeah and, and i mean i would say even magical books i mean they who i don't know who they are um they the i Vatican. mean they, they use numerology they use black magic they have dark magicians working against us and i know this and i'm not I'm putting so, my nettle hole now here no you're not and, and they have um, they have psychic squads who go out and harass people. I know that the Vatican. Well, does. I'm serious about that. I and am too. I'm 100 serious right now. I know that they have psychic people, groups of psychics who go out and attack people who are you know getting too close to the they truth. Have too, and that's why I'm think I would like to see what the Vatican has down in their basement because I mean they must get get that knowledge from somewhere. That's where they hide all the nephilim. I'm kidding. So, but, yeah, I, um, I, I really think, like, I've, I've always, my whole life felt that, that the Library of Andy, Alexandria did not burn down, that they, it was raided by the, the, the Romans, and it's all the yeah. shits in the basement of the Vatican now. <laughs> as far as magical, as far as magical stuff that they've got, if you think about it, the Inquisitions was nothing more than, was little more than stamping out all the, the opposing magical systems out there. The stronger ones, the, the, um, the matriarchal-based systems, like the druidic ones. Um, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, back then, they, they, they took, like, like you said, that the, they took the druids away. Um, you know, some of the druids left. Back, back, back then, of course, I talk now. That's when it started. Mm -hmm. Some left because they were scared. Some got killed because they were like, never. Right. And um, I said, the, the, the martyrs, people who like, I'm never going to convert, kill me. Yeah. Yeah, but because I mean, if you know a little about druids, it's not like, you know, those people going to Stonehenge in their white robes and dance around the stones. And, and oh, I'm a druid. That's like so much bullshit. It's not even funny. Oh, you want to hear some funny bullshit? I heard someone actually say, say that uh, Stone, Stonehenge was an elevator. <laughs> that um, they would do some ritual and it basically it, ro it rose up. It would levitate into the air to some point where this other city is. I don't want to say Atlantis, but something, maybe, maybe it was, um, what is that called? Damn. Hyperborea? Something like that. Mm. 
I know, it's crazy. I'm not asking if it's true. I'm telling you it's funny. There's all kinds of crazy shit out there about, about, every, about everything that's been discovered from our history because nobody knows. No, nobody knows and nobody will ever know because we don't have the books. They have them all in there. I mean, not even the books. I mean, the Druids, I mean, never wrote books. They never wrote books. Right. Like the real Druids. They passed their knowledge on. Right, and word of mouth and lore uh, knowledge is, you know, unheard of so, these days. So, but that's why there will be no books about Druids ever, like the original. But, I mean, someone else could have written it down from whatever they were told when they were tortured or whatever. I mean, who knows? So where, where do the... I, I have to think that this information is somewhere. People talk about the Akashic Record. There must be a way to, if that's true, get to this information through the Akash. Or maybe they're, the, you know, they have copies of these books. Maybe that's what the secret societies are set up for, to yes. save this knowledge for the future. Maybe it's just not safe to release it. You know, I mean, there's a jillion answers in there. It could be anything, but all we know basically is that our history is fucked, that <laughs> it doesn't make from any a, sense. From A to Z, it's fucked. It's nothing you, 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 right. you don't know nothing anymore. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like I hear things about, oh, they found a new dinosaur skull. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you just don't know Even what's real pyramid, anymore. Pyramids. I will never find out. I mean, the 10 million thousand speculations for what they were built, but you will never find it out. Yeah, yeah, our history is a lie. So seven Raven will say that. And I always like to quote Napoleon Bonaparte who said, um, history is a lie agreed upon. <laughs> Plus, it's, it's super... One, one of the things that seems like people get talk about demonized is, is the idea of questioning narratives and people that question it. it. So you don't even have to believe in something. The act of questioning a narrative gets you thrown into like woo-woo camp or to the fringe and and it seems to me like it's getting worse with this whole fake me fake fake this fake that which just cancels it out it derails it 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 ostracizes the whole idea of questioning and um and so we find ourselves back into those days of of it's a heretical act to say i don't know that i believe that narrative yeah, but but also I think this is when our gut feeling comes in, our intuition that yep, they try yep. to lock down as well, our intuition, our yeah. But now, see, here's where I'm going to turn it on you and say they're not doing that. We we're doing it to ourselves because we want as a species all this shit. We want faster internet, so they're putting in 5G because everybody wants it. Nope, I don't. I know you don't, but you're not everybody. Nor do I. What? But we, I get what you're saying, Jerry. Yeah, yes. it's like, it's like we, yeah we, I get what you're saying. We've almost painted ourselves into this corner. We had help. I'm not saying that we didn't, <laughs> that there wasn't, you know, fuckery on the outside. Definitely happened. But most of the bad well, stuff. Well, just is, on that whole 5G experience, mm -hmm. part of the fuckery is, well, there, the, obsolescence of all of our tech right now that's so slow and they're coming in like snake oil salesmen saying you want fast you want to stop this buffering you want to right. do this here's right. what you get you and, buy this and how can i not think that for some reason the internet service providers aren't throttling my data ahead of the release of this to make me mm -hmm. want it more just like apple got caught doing 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that that was so brilliant that they did get caught in that because, and of course there's the million Appleites out there that, you know, I don't think anyone who has an iPhone is like a real person. (laughs) Dude, I do, but whatever. (laughs) There are people that say I'm a bot. You're a bot. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, actually it's not my phone, but she's she's not a bot. um, The owner is. Don't trigger me. Don't trigger me. I'm kidding. I don't think they're bots, but I mean, <laughs> no, if, you don't, if you have an iPhone and you don't realize how unproductive you are with it, you got an issue. That's all. I actually don't have an iPhone, but I do have a um, MacBook. So, and that was because of school. Same statement. Yeah, I know. So, but that's what I'm saying. So, and, but this stuff will come out. It'll come to surface. Like that whole Apple fuckery came to surface. And this is not even getting into some of the deeper level stuff. That's the stuff that came to surface. And still, it's like a big washover. It's still like, no, they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do this. So I need to get a new MacBook because it's so slow. They're saying it needs to hook up to 5G if I want to go faster. This was just the way it always was. I'm just noticing it now. There's I, no giant sex traffic, child sex trafficking ring. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. You conspiracy theorist. <laughs> just listen to the authorities and don't ask questions. Duck and cover, baby. Duck and cover. We got all under control. I got two words, Tommy. <laughs> this is, I love this Noxman day tonight. This one's been, this definitely been a horse of a different color. This one color. does not count. Right now, it does not count. What, what happened? It's like an official show. It does count because I only here, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. This is great. It's not up to my perfection. Anyway. Well, we had all the tech issues because you need 5G, Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, we're to go get 5G. What, what I did want to say about the, because of the way 5G works, okay, I don't want to get into the details, the weeds about it, but basically, <laughs> it doesn't transmit as far as 4G. So they have to put up more antennas. They call them antennas or repeaters, I think. Um, I read last week that the number of antennas, repeaters, they're going to put up for 5G is double the total number of all cell phone towers ever put up, ever. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. So if you think you're bathed in EMF now, just wait. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's like every every business is going to have a big antenna right now pointing at you. No, I have two towers here next to me and, and I swear when they crank up I'm itchy. Yep. Ears rang really loud. It's really yucky. The the thing about the 5G repeaters is that they're like wireless routers. So they're behind uh, a counter. You'll never see it. And every business is going to have one. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Xfinity or Comcast is already selling them. I mean, I might as well stuck my head in the microwave and get it over with. Nah, just take a bunch of acid. (laughs) Well, that's cool. I just think but if we're so if we're dreaming can't we isn't it possible that we can actually change the program well, I'm working on that one yeah
You know, I mean, it seems like it's one of the things I'm constantly thinking about. So if I'm dreaming, if I'm in a dream and I, you know, I become lucid and I start changing things around, why is, and then I'm not sure that we're not dreaming now, right? As I know, as, as I've said, is it possible that, that, I, but then I, with other people that are not having some things can change, can change things, the sim, if you will. And, um, like, why do we actually have to head down the nasty path? This is just a question for Jerry, Anya, like, why, why do we have to change, head down that nasty path? What, what nasty path? Well, like, for example, the five, what we were just talking about, 5G. So if we, if we acknowledge that this, this is more, this could be dream time. Why is it that the, the collective, so this is obviously out in the cloud, the collective stuff, this, um, the stuff that we don't like, like the 5G or all the power over stuff, all that stuff. Why can't we change that? Why can't we go down another path? Why is it, does it, it, to me also, it feels like I'm not, having enough control like i can't say no i don't i can say i don't want it but it's still coming and so that's the thing that seems um it's because a lot of people are still sleeping and they don't want to wake up they like their football that's actually a really good answer and a really obvious answer too and this is only going to put them into a deeper sleep allegedly and i do want to bring this up too i don't know that 5G is bad for anyone because no studies have been done on it. You know, that they're just putting that, that in and of itself is bad that they're putting up this, these broadcast towers. Yeah. Broadcasting frequencies. Yeah, the frequencies are different too from the 5G. Right. right. It's yeah. a certain bandwidth, a certain uh, frequency spectrum. But I, I do know this. I did research this. The, the frequencies that are used by the government project called the uh, Voice of God or uh, what was that? B2K, voice to skull, B2K, that kind of, um, they beam a microwave uh, frequency at your cheek or, or somewhere on your head, and it vibrates your ear, and you basically hear whatever it is. And it was used in the Iraq wars to make the Iraqi soldiers drop their weapons and surrender, because Allah told them to. And, and that's a real oh. thing, and those frequencies are the exact same, they're right in the middle of the 5G band. And that's pretty creepy, especially if they're in every business. But, so what do we do? You asked your question, what do you do? Well, you move into the country and, you know, shit in the woods. Or you fight AT&T and Sprint T-Mobile and whoever else is out there doing it. No, but so like think more esoterically. So if we say we want to meet, so we want to meet. So we just assume this is waking life and that that's what it is. It's not a dream within a dream within a dream. This is just waking life. Reality is what it is being served to us. And so we say, hey, let's meet up in the dream time. Let's meet up and become lucid and and do whatever. Why can't we do and then and then try to once we become conscious that we're all conscious, right? Lucid, that we're all yeah. lucid. What and then and then move a collected idea or will into action. So why can't we do that here in waking life also to offset the trajectory? If I, sorry about the slur on that word. I didn't hear, um, it. Didn't hear it. It's just the way my tongue is formed. To, to offset it 
to these things that we are, a lot of people are collectively not wanting. Like, I don't know, personally don't know anyone that wants to get tumors from their cell phones and stuff. Nobody wants that. And so um, no matter what the, what the secret agenda could be or is or is not, we don't want that. So can we change that collectively here and now? Yeah. Okay. Just check this out though. You know, cell phones causing tumors, that just came out like two weeks ago, like an official study. How long have yeah. cell phones been out? Oh, I know. And I know. It, and if 5G is like 10 times worse, it's going to be, you know, if we have to wait 10 years, 18 years for cell phone studies, everyone will be dead. Yeah. I know. I, well, you know, I'm not having it. <laughs> no, I know. But just saying so. But there what seems to be a lot of naysayers, Jerry, we, and and we get thrown into those into the the crazy the cuckoo, pot. Yeah, cuckoo pot. For asking these questions, yeah. and I'm just trying to figure out, well, especially with with it, people like Anya, why can't we change this <laughs> path? Aren't you that person who uh, doesn't believe in the moon landing, and now you're telling me the towers? Are... <laughs> oh, that's how it's going to go. You know, it's like oh, yeah, it's yes. like face palm. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that that is what what we all have to work on and I think that is like now where everybody is getting more aware of their abilities about frequencies, energy, people are more and more connecting. This is this is the time now where they where they, sorry I have to say it again, but work against this because they don't want us to raise our frequencies they don't want us to change anything they don't want us to use our gifts our abilities that we all have and each of us have has an individual gift and an ability and it's just beautiful the more i meet you know and i i do really believe though if you for whatever this really means raise your vibration it, it they won't affect you if you get to a certain level. I don't know what that is. I'm not saying it may. I just really think it will. I think it, it you know, microwaves of a lower vibrationary, you know, state and you're higher aren't going to be able to hit you. Yeah. Well, and that ties into the whole, the whole thing that we all know and hear about that is gotten co-opted sadly by flakiness, but the, you know, the moving the energy through our meridians, through our chakras and, um, and trying to raise and, and doing that, raising our actual vibration, which we know is possible. Science backs this up, even if we're subscribing to any of that. I mean, but there must be a way, as you said, there must be a way to fight against it. Maybe there is a way if we work, that sounds maybe totally lunatic now, but that just in thought of mine, maybe if we work hard enough and, and, and stop, blocking ourselves from oh i can't oh that is crazy which i do myself like every day maybe we can use the frequency that they send to to stop us maybe we can just switch them and use them if that makes sense what i say yeah it does and that's what i'm saying why can't i think why I, can't we do this i think part of, part of the problem and i've been thinking about this because that's better do that part of the problem is that the energy grids are fucked up, right? They're, they're not working for the people anymore. So we need to fix that before we'll have any way to possibly fix things. The organite would definitely help. I'm reading chat, sorry. But you know what I mean? I really think, I think the energy from which we draw is polluted or 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Return to sender, maybe stamped on mm-hmm. already. I don't know. I don't know. And plus, <clears throat> from what I've from what I've been researching, the major power centers, i.e., banks and city halls, uh, city buildings, you know, it? in major cities, are built on right on vor- on vortices points, um, cross cross points in the grid. You know. Let me take um, my trip for example. Like I've been to all the points, all my energy points, and they're on energy lines as well. Um, let's say Glastonbury, for example. Um, I've been there many times, and it was always beautiful. Um, this year, I walked through the city to the little town. Um, I was totally in energy shock. Like either, I mean, I'm not sure what it was. Either I got more sensitive. Um, that I didn't feel it back then, or totally something has changed. Even when I went up to the hill to the tour of Glastonbury, it took me quite a while to ground and to connect with the energy in that field because it, it's totally messed up. So that makes sense what you say, Jerry. It's And we need to get back on there. All of us need to get back on there and, and feed that energy like not only taking, but we have to give back as well. Amen. Well, that's true. And I think part of that is connecting back to the grid. If you connect your energy back to the grid, it's always going to be a give and take because you're going to be quantumly, quantum entangled with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll have a contract with it, if you will. I have a I have a question. This is actually a Knox. That just adds one more brick to the wall that needs to be broken down so they can get re- control of it again. To, for us to get our attachments back to the earth. I yeah. think we can do this personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But we, we more and more have to get into the game. It's not possible just with one or with a little group and and and, uh, and online. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's what I was going to say too, and that's a big problem because now we all have to work, most of mm-hmm. us, most of us, and we're all distracted completely. You know, from oh, my ear just went out. <laughs> we're all distracted from nine to five. You know, from from the time you wake up until you go to sleep, you're doing some stupid shit you don't need to be doing. But that's been that's the construct. That's what, and we all somehow, even though we didn't sign up for it, we all participate. Maybe we didn't all sign up for it. I feel like I didn't, but we still have to participate in some way. Even that feeling could be part of the fuckery. I know, I know. True though. <laughs> See, it's just like it's, it's we can live and have a place to stay. You know, right. I put a roof over my head, to be honest. Like, I mean, if I could, I would go off grid. Like, but then again, you need to mo- get, you need money to go off grid because you want, again, you want a roof over the ho- over your head, right? Well, Anya, what do you think, what do you think consciousness is? Just as a general question, like maybe broad stroke. Uh, consciousness consciousness is what I do in my opinion what I do what I'm aware of that I do mm. but uh, how about the, the the larger collective consciousness 
if I only knew. Are you a part of that? Are you separate from it? I think I'm becoming part of it again. I like that. I'm not there yet, but I'm, 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 that, that's, I think, what we work on. To don't become... sell yourself short. No, I don't. No, this is what I become again. Yeah, part of it. That's an interesting idea. What do you think about, like, where is it stored? Is it in your head? Do you believe, like, this? all the shit that's going on is in your brain, your physical brain? or? Are you just like a network terminal to the cloud and you're really like running your body from up there in your own little capsule, which is just you trying to get back out into the cloud, maybe? No, I think I, I, I'm, I'm walking in my little spaceship. Okay. My body is my little spaceship. Yeah, yeah I, li I like that terminology a I lot. Do, I do, I do too. And, you know, I'm really trying to get away from this whole network analogy because I don't like it anymore. So it's what's well, it's getting closed in on is why it was at one point it was kind of freeing and open and now it's getting pigeonholed. I'm getting stuck into pipes all my everywhere. This is the, what I'm this is my big rant lately is that we're getting close to like the ultimate duality and it's analog versus digital. We get nothing. Everything that's analog in our life is passed to us through a digital tube, a straw. You know, all the music, everything but, but food. But that's going to happen once we have replicators, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's, if anything, that's what's cutting us off from vibrating it with the earth. Yep. That's why I see, yeah. Like I said, I felt it clearly in glass very... I mean, there were some spots that weren't touched yet. You went to Cornwall, right? I went to Cornwall, to Tentagel, which oh, yeah. was fantastic. I got such an energy boost that was unbelievable. I didn't know where to put myself after. Um, but like I said, Glastonbury actually made me sad that I, that I, could re I was really disturbed that energy, like, I wouldn't say the earth was crying, but it, it was like really low. Like you really, it was just like, nope, I'm out of here. Like I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. Yeah, I hear that. Did you, isn't there a castle? Not Tintagel, but there's another one I thought. Like the, was, was it Henry VIII's home was there? Or one of the, who was he, a tutor? Oh, there, um... Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth is a tutor, yeah. I I don't know English history. I'm just guessing. So Henry the Eighth was more up uh, Lincolnshire. There was a Henry who lived there. Lincolnshire is way up north. Yeah, they lived everywhere. Those Henrys. Um, well, I remember. So the tutors. I'm gonna be. There was scratched one. I forgot the name again for crying out loud. Me and names. Um, tutor William and Mary. Um, no, the, the we, we've been actually to two places. One was Henry the Third. One was Henry the Fourth, I believe. You um, like to spread out. I, yeah, yeah. that spread out everywhere in England it was interesting. Lincolnshire, that was Henry the Eighth, and um, part of it. That's Elizabeth's dad, Elizabeth Nambolin's dad, Henry the Eighth. 
John D's chick. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth I. I, man, I just heard a really fascinating discussion whether or not it's true. I have no idea, but it was really interesting about how the Tudor versus the, Ro- the War of the Roses and how that was actually a bloodline DNA thing going on. Because they wanted to. Yeah, there's, a, there's always <laughs> been a lot of juicy stuff around all that. But, but yeah. they were fighting against the Vatican because the Vatican wanted some of their DNA. Yeah, yeah there's some juicy like, stuff there. Did Anya, did you, when you were in Cornwall, did you go to the Museum of Witchcraft? No, I didn't. Oh, girl. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I know it was there, uh, but to be honest, I had to watch my finances. Yeah. So, and so most important for me was to get on the top, to go, go to Merlin's Cave get up on top of the hell hill of the castle and and go to other beaches and sit on the cliffs and just get be there didn't you pet some animals there at tintagel did i what you had you had a close encounter with some kind of animal or bird i forgot yeah seagull seagull that was it yes <laughs> I was at the like at the border of the cliff i just like mm-hmm. to sit very close i was freaking people out but i just like the view and that little seagull, not, not like nasty, she was just standing there and, and looking at me. And I was eating my, my, my breakfast that I took with me from the bed and breakfast. And I'm like, what? You want a piece of sausage? And it came tripping to me, like waddling on his feet. And so I throw him a piece, right? And then keep stare, kept staring at me. I'm like, okay, just a piece of toast and that's it. And I kept talking to that bird. And people were probably thinking that poor woman, she doesn't have a cat. She's talking to birds. I wonder how and many she bird. has at home. <laughs> and that bird was so funny and communicating with me, okay? He was just after my food. He just wanted, like, one thing must have been a male bird. Just wanted one thing from me, a toast. <laughs> and But I had encounters with other animals, too, and I was standing in the morning at Avebury at my favorite stone, and there were sheep, which was fine. Then that one sheep walks up to me and just stares at me. And all of a sudden, all the other sheep turn around and staring at me. I got a little creeped out there for a second, I have to admit. I was like, what? Now what? Like, like really staring at me, literally. And I have it on video, too. And the other one, were cows. I'm walking back from the cliffs, looking at the cows because they were all white and beautiful. All the cows turned around staring at me. I'm like, okay, I had it now. I'm like, I'm... God, I'm out of dodge here. (laughs) I mean, I have it anyways with animals. It's like, um, I don't know. It's like. They just like, they like you. Yeah, they do. It's like, they're always up my butt somehow. Me too. My cat, well, I'm surprised she's not here. I hit her, that's why. Not hard. Except Trisha's mascot. She didn't come to me, but she came close. Trisha said closer than to anyone else. Nice. That's very nice. So yeah, I, I, mean, I love animals too, but I know what I was thinking about Cornwall. So it was Henry VIII's child, Henry the Ninth, or whatever, <laughs> was the Duke of Cornwall, but he died. Yeah. And after after England split with uh, the Vatican, they moved. They basically moved everything to the southeast. From like I read, from Kent to Cornwall. So he like took over that whole region. Yeah. 
and then later on, yeah, there was more adjusted to Tintagel, like back to medieval times. Like it was really expanded like a little village. Right. And well, apparently there's ancient technology there. Yeah. Like serious technology. Stargate stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the energy on this place is just, it's it just insane. It's mm. just crazy in a positive way. Right, it's cray. It's really cray. And Avebury, like, I love Avebury. Stonehenge doesn't do anything for me, to be honest. Well, look, um, look how many people have been there. Yeah, it, it's... Well, you can't even go up to it anymore. In my lifetime, you were able to walk up and be amongst the stones. Which one? In in this particular niche, okay, I've okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's now way it's cordoned off, and you know some bad apples ruined it for everyone. I actually did see a question back here. So. This has been the the most unusual Nox Mente so far. It's because I'm talking. It's, no, it's not, Jerry. You it, always it, talk. Uh, you, right, we, but I don't talk this much, and I don't talk about my own ideas and stuff. I usually stick with guests. You True. Mm-hmm. No, well, we we did have it like the post Horus thing where yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. And plus, this is the show going to be done over. Let's do over. I can't find it. If you put a question in before, and I know somebody did, and it was a woman. Hi, Trish. Uh, please ask it again. Oh, I remember what it was. Do you do you practice magic, and what type? So it's a yes, and what type of magic do you practice, or do you, what do you classify it as? Me? Yes. What kind of magic do I do? Um, like I said, I do my healing stuff. I do protection magic. I don't do money magic or love magic, because I don't do anything that will take away free will of any person or harm anyone. That's just a written law. Um, what other kind of magic I do? Well, if I bring that out now, I'm gonna be. I put my cards on the table, but what the fuck? You could just say chaos magic. <laughs> it's that kind of a night, Anya. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of a night. Might as well go down in flames, baby. Like I said, um, before, or we talked about that they have their psychics and their magicians. Um, whenever I get a hold of it or a sense of it, I. I fight against it with my magic. Um, yeah, and, and it's so hard to explain. Like, I, I do spells. I do my own spells. I don't Google spells. I don't use other people's spells. I, I believe you you need to use your own spells in order to do your own magic. You need to bring in your own energy. And it doesn't even necessarily has to rhyme. Um, it's no, just a nice Think of it as a prayer. Yeah. You can even structure it like a prayer. Like a prayer. A prayer. Yeah, prayer. Okay. I thought you were making fun uh, of me. You do no. are killing me. I make fun of you anyways. Um, this is so much gold. I love it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, sometimes I do candle magic, but not too often really um because yeah it's i mean that different kind of witches and everybody does something else more goes more for candle magic and others 
yeah i i use incense a lot i, li I like my incense stuff um i i mix my own incense out of resins and herbs depending on what kind of work i do to get the energy better flowing and spells i don't use i don't even say out loud spells too often even if i do healings I'm, i i don't talk i'm not like Oh, the light goes through your head and whatever. Um, I do it silently in my mind. You don't breathe and raise the kundalini up and wave your fingers? No. Okay, good. Um, well, wait, let me wait. I'm lying. I'm not lying. Um, depending on what I do, I use, I use my hand, but I'm not saying what I do with my hand because I don't want to put my cards on the table because of what I just said about no, it's, all the traditions. Oh, good. Um, so and I do that's very wise. Stuff. Yeah, I do some stuff. Because it'll become a jingle, you know it. Will <laughs> 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 and then a meme. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, mostly I wave energies around with my hands, but. Not like above my head, you know, like Merlin Hollywood style. So it's it's mostly pure energy I use. Not not so much. How about visualization? That as well, but again, not against anybody's will, and with this whole manifestation. Obviously, thing, and um, you know that's really some of the free will. I was I've been thinking about this too. I'm not like that. You know, everybody wants to go out and wake people up, right? Isn't that, in a way, violating their free will? Yes. They choose not to believe stuff. So it's really not our job to wake people up. No, I think we can hint people. Totally can do that. But, like but to... if they're not ready, if they don't want to hear it, then it's time to move on. So I gave up on that a long time, or I learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. So I learned the hard way that everybody has to go their own path. So um, maybe they're not supposed to be ready. Maybe they still have to do a little more, maybe you know, maybe bots. they have to fall a little bit more on their face uh, than others in order to become the new them. Or maybe they're not yeah. going to be. Yeah, or maybe not, but it's not us to choose. I mean, right. we can... We can hint, we can try to a certain level without influencing, though, like without breaking a will or using their weakness. Uh, not, not weak, I don't mean it in a meat way. Oh, my God, that came across totally wrong. But, I mean, people that are in the, in the system sleeping, being manipulated by TV and just bleh, during the day, um, uh, my scroll brain again. And and we ha we save ourselves, and I think that people forget that. And I mean, we see it with the culture we're in, where there's a pill for everything, where there's you go and consult someone who's got an alleged authority over you in something, and you give away your sense of knowing yourself and digging into yourself, and and that's what I think is so important. And what is so nasty, especially about people who push their stuff onto other people, it's like, well, in the end, 
you're not here. I'm here. And I have, I'm the one who has to face my own darkness. I'm the one who has to move into my own, whatever it is, sense of knowledge. And I'm the one who has to die my own death. Yes. I mean, we have enough with ourselves to do, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, on the way we meet people that can help us doing the next step and on our path, we meet people where we think, oh, um, they need help. We can try to reach our hands, but if they're not ready to walk the mile with us, then we have to let them go as hard as it is. And that has nothing to do with uh, being arrogant or whatever. It's just like, they're not ready then. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with things like um, the tools that we can use, tarot and astrology and talking, you know, all of it, music, it's just to also, I think it's about being a reflection and showing when someone comes to you and they want a tarot reading, you're, you're really just trying, I, for me, the goal is always to reflect back their stuff onto them via the symbols at hand the the astrological mandala the 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 layout of tarot cards or even just some well-placed questions but they have to do the work otherwise you get obsession or the people like um trisha was talking about this the other night that no matter what you do they're going to and if you don't say if they want to say, they're just going to come at someone else with the same thing. They're just, they become obsessed and addicted to um, seeking people out. Yeah. I mean, it's not always what they want to hear. And that's a problem. I mean, a tarot card reading is, is not about what you want to hear. It's about, you know, as a guidance, you know, as you said, as a reflection to guide them, uh, to give them a little comfort on the way, but it's not, necessarily always what they want to hear yeah and in the end they have to we all have to walk our own path so that's that's what and it like i said earlier it it seems like we're really fighting uphill against this idea of instant help via a medication or um and then into all the stuff we talked about earlier with just trying to derail or redirect the negative stuff that we don't like as a group as a community but in the end it does start with our own voice it does start with you speaking from from where you're coming from rather than what you think the outer world wants to hear or see come from your heart not your head or your dick amen's brother so the one (laughs) comment i want to add to this which seven raven wolf just psychically sucked out of my head was one one way around this uh free will issue is to do what i tried to do with the hive was to get ideas out there and not be authoritative to be more cloud seeders if you will and nish you know we both have talked about this Mm -hmm. uh, even for this show that you know we're not we're these are our opinions it's what we think we're exploring it we change our minds a lot Mm -hmm. i know i have in fact nish and i were talking I don't remember when last night it was last night. It was how, last night. How we changed. It's like in the last year, we've, you know, 90 degrees from where we were. Yeah. We so, would probably sound, we probably contradict ourselves from earlier shows. <laughs> definitely. <Jared>. Definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like we are locked into anything. So I, I've always felt that, you know, I don't, it's not good. It, it will, you will incur karma if you break someone's free will or subjugate it. So, but if you can see the cloud. Yeah. So that's what I like to do. 
So thank you, Seven Raven Wolf, for reminding me. I'm done. <laughs> I feel like this is a good place to wrap. This has been a long, not only has it been an unusual show, it's been also unusually long, which is nice. This should go into post Horus, yep. this whole show. There you go. There you go. Well, there is no post Horus anymore, but yeah, I know what you mean. But in that, you know, in that section, like that kind of conversational after hours, yeah, we're yeah. all having a cocktail and talking about all this stuff. And I will have the, uh, the podcast up this week, too. So you'll be able to listen to it on your podcast, whatever. You don't have to, go to, you won't have to come to YouTube to get the shows. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I just saw your note. We should wrap it up. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, Anya. Um, do you have a website or anything other than your YouTube channel that you'd like to promote or talk about or how awesome you are? Or Do you do readings? Was that a fart? Well, I got Twitter and Facebook. It's the same name as I have on YouTube. So, um, I mean, I don't promote too much on Facebook. or twi on, on Twitter, I just have my YouTube videos. So, um well, mostly I have my YouTube channel that I just started getting going. So there's not too much yet. And I mostly talk about <coughs> herbs, healing herbs. I want to bring on some information about healing herbs to people. I love the title of your video today. I forgot what it is, but I loved it. It started Which with one? an A. It started with an A. It was three words. A something something. About the anxiety? And it was like, oh, oh my God. Well, what did you title your video today? Well, do you expect me with my squirrel brain to remember how I titled it? Well, mine's that? like 10 times squirrelier, so. Squirrelier. <laughs> and I was, I even looked too, and I'm sitting here going, what was the name of that? It was called uh, <laughs> you guys, Herbs, this is Herbs Against Anxiety. Herbs Against Herbs Against Anxiety. It was like Herbs Against Humanity. Yes. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, she's got a great. Oh, yeah, it started out with three herbs, and then it ended up as a big in the gutter show. It was so funny. I, we had so much fun. Is that the Uranus? Your videos are great, Anya. I watched a couple it's today. It's the new moon energy. I, bl I blame the new moon. That what, Jerry? It's the new moon energy. It just ruined today. I couldn't work today, so I just made wishes all day. <laughs> Well, I, so thank you, Anya, for coming on. And we're going to do more later. And maybe the, you know, we'll do like we did with Trish um, with Cruising with Steak folks. That was extremely fun. Um, oh, yeah. We did a swap cast, which I Yeah, still that was really done. fun. Grim Steak, you owe me an audio file. <laughs> and and we got we got all we got like mon weird questions like funny ones like what's your favorite movie what's your favorite this and that it went it went everywhere I can't wait till we have that out um, and thank you to all of our our chat that I don't see but what has been crazy because we had how many deja vu's Jerry and Anya <laughs> we had like seventeen cutouts yeah we had a few there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it this, was it was actually really it's been it's been kind of awesome. I swear I'm vibrating at a fifth dimensional level right now. We are the it's new earth. I can we're, see we're I there. can see 5D earth out my window. It looks Dude. beautiful. I'll see y'all there. Anyway, I'm kidding. I tease. No one's going to go anywhere. Nothing's going to happen. 
Um, I will see you all next week. We will see you next week when our guest will be Justin Salas, the ex-co-host of Friends to Know. So everyone have a great Thank week. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed that. That was really fun. Good. Glad you did. Thank you, Anya. See, I told you, didn't I? But it'll be weird at first, but you're going to have a blast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone.